Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 188 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chamberlain, joining you this evening from a very wet and soggy Midwest where it's been raining for about three days, about a block down the road. It's flooded. Nasty. Mm. But my uh, my sump pump works and my basement is dry, so thank goodness for that. We had a major rain uh, a couple weeks ago where there was a video online of like, this is a bus this morning, and I don't know, like Kildonan Park or something, some neighborhood of Winnipeg, and there's a bunch of people on the bus, and the it's up to their ankles in water. <laughs> it's like inside the bus. Why are you driving through that? Just going to get washed away. Joining me this evening is Alex. Um, no, is not Alex. He's Alex not is out Alex. doing busy stuff. He's drinking and he's, dressing up nice. And he's got business. Family business. business. But Chance is here on the games of chance.blogspot.com. Chance, how you doing this evening? I am. I'm doing. But but we should point out that it is doubly egregious that Alex is not here. It's true. Because last week he was talking to Borderlands. Mm -hmm. And he put up a review on his blog that just Mm -hmm. just the screenshots kind of sold me on Borderlands. And I warned him that I'd gone out and gotten money with in the yeah. idea that if Borderlands tempted me into it, I'd probably get Borderlands. Yeah, you said you had PlayStation Fun Bucks sitting in your account, ready to go. And I went ahead, and I got Borderlands. And all then right. you went ahead, and you were playing Borderlands. Playing Borderlands, yeah, Borderlands. We're all playing out. Borderlands, mm-hmm. but Alex the Borderland man is not here this week so, so to that- defend his baby against <laughs> the monstrous <laughs> pair of us. Yeah, yeah. So... How far have you got? We're, we're far enough past Borderlands release that we can probably talk not too much spoiler because really, what what is there to spoil about well, Borderlands? No, no, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, like, I'm sure it's it's, it's been well documented in pre-release stuff that there are multiple planets in Borderlands. Yes, yes. I'm I'm on the second, and given how okay. quickly I went through the first, yeah, I have no idea how long I have to go. It seems like there's more to do in the second, but I'm I'm definitely not done yet. Um, you come back to the second one a couple of times. Yeah, I, I've, I'm already seeing shit like that I can't interact with in like a Metroidvania kind of way. It keeps on yeah. saying like, like you can get like 25 of this super rare currency for doing this thing. I'm like, how do I do the thing? I can't yet. do the thing yet. Yeah, there's doors that you can't open yet. Yes. So yeah, I've done that. I've been to the third. I've come back to the second, and it it feels <clears throat> just in general. The general feeling I get is it's it's functional, it's but there. it does not. It does not elicit excitement. Like, remember when you sat down and you played Doom? But and every yeah, moment you played okay. Doom, you're like, God damn, this is hot shit while you're playing Doom. But playing it makes me think of the makes me think of all the trailers for Borderlands when they come out and they're like, Are you ready for some Borderlands? Yeah. There's gonna be so many awesome guns is mm-hmm. is the message of why Borderlands is awesome. That's the core thing. That's what makes Borderlands awesome. It's never been anything else. Like, it's had, you know, zany aspects. Yeah. But it's because you might get an awesome gun. It's never perfect, but you might get an awesome gun. I have yet. Alex was out here saying that you're, it's dropping great guns all over the place. Yeah. I have yet to get a gun that drops that's better than one I've purchased. And, uh, and yeah, Alex is, you know, Alex is out there min-maxing, playing the end game uh-huh. content. I'm like, there's, oh God, what is it? There's some sort of like extra Doom or a Diablo-esque thing you can yeah, turn after on. Yeah, after you beat it, then instead of leveling up, when you level up, you add one percentage to some... Oh, no, no, it's it's not just that. It's like there's these things in Diablo where you go into like rift portals or something, mm. and now you're fighting enemies that are like ten times harder than a normal enemy, but they're ten times more likely to drop legendary loot. Something like that. Yeah. And there's that shit for Endgame Borderlands. I have no doubt that's what Alex is doing. But I have, I have come across a good weapon, but here's the problem. I came across that weapon like 
four or five hours ago. Mm-hmm. And I've leveled up multiple times since then, and none of those leveling up has been anywhere near as exciting as just obtaining that shotgun. Yeah, yeah. And I'm at the level now where that shotgun, which is still the awesomest thing in my inventory, is not quite cutting it. Nope. I'm at not the point. Enough damage. That's right. I'm at the point now where the best thing is actually this pistol I've got. That's just a green quality pistol, but it happens to have it can switch back and forth between electricity damage and corrosive, and mm. it does 30 damage a shot, and it's got 20 shots. But the thing is, you have to hold it down, and the barrel leaps every time it shoots. Oh, and then does it does the rate of fire speed up the longer you hold it down? Yes, and and yeah. the shot itself is an arc. It's like a it's like a lob. So it's it's Weird. not a, it's not a perfect gun by any stretch. No, but it's better than this amazing fucking shotgun. And which character are you using? Who are you playing as? I I rolled Moe's to start. That's what I did. I rolled the gunner because the idea of this awesome mech is awesome. And remember yeah. the remember the kid who shovels my walk? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm coming home the other day, and he is just getting off the bus across the street. So we end up walking down the block together, and he starts talking about how he really likes Moe's, or he he has fun with Moe's. And I go, uh, and here's my problem is though the whole thing about Moe's is she has this amazing mech. I use her. I get the Mac. It's around for eight seconds. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. Because it's so big, you can't get any cover. That's right. And they do enough damage that you fall off. Now, I've leveled up my, my Moe's enough that I can, I can keep my mech around. But the problem mm-hmm. is, DPS on the mech is not as good no. as some of the DPS that you get when you're just using a good shotgun. That's right. And, so, and so, so Moe's is, to me, Moe's is like this game's version of the guy who had, who could dual wield. His mm-hmm. action school was dual wielding, where you just pulled out whatever gun was in your second slot in your other hand. Yeah, but he was cooler than Moe's. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was totally fucking awesome from day one. It was fucking awesome. And Moe's, uh, the kid tells me that once you reach max level with Moe's, you can have her out for like a full minute. And, uh, and but you, you get, don't get new weapons for the mech. You've got one of three choices. Uh, you, get, I you, think, you unlock no, different each, abilities for each no, one. No, each, yeah. each tree has a second tier of whatever the weapon is. So like the Gatling yeah. gun eventually levels up to the flamethrower, shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, like the, so the, the best parts of the game are not leveling up. It's not the story. It's not the combat. It's, it's every, it's an awesome, it's the promise of an awesome gun over the horizon. Mm-hmm. And the gun is never in your hands. And Alex has gotten these guns. And so he's like, "Yeah, I want the next gun." I, it, it also, it's it feels like it's trying so hard to be witty and funny. Yeah, it, and it's like you're, you're, you're watching. Part of it is like you're watching a comedian die on stage. Yeah, it is like watching a com- like it does have its moments. Like the chili recipe dies with me. That's a great show. Yeah, yeah. Or with my last breath, I curse claptrap. That's yeah. actually kind of funny. Yes, but the rest of the time, like, okay, you run into Reese. Okay. And later on, Reese, um, <clears throat> he's never actually there because he's a coward, but he can remotely control things. And later on, he ends up controlling a ball, like a little, like little Death Star kind of a thing. And he says, Hey, how does my voice sound in this? Does it sound a little different? Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Which is like a winking acknowledgement of them not using the right voice actor, which is a pretty shitty thing to do when the reason they didn't use that voice actor is pretty shitty. Yeah. And Alex, well, so, here's oh. the thing is to me, Alex took great issue with the fact that they're pointing out, that, uh, oh no, uh, or Claptrap is like, there's a joke where you have to decompress a cargo bay and all this shit flies out into space and Claptrap yep. goes, oh no, all the left-handed guns. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a bunch yeah. of other features that you'd like to see in the game. Mm-hmm. And Alex thought, Alex was really down on that joke. When that joke came along, it, it hit me right in the funny bone. 
That was funny. All, all the DLC. You'll, 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 you'll need some uh, microtransactions to get that back for you. Yeah, because I, I was missing those left-handed guns. So, no, I actually went with the siren. I re-rolled siren. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, I stuck with Moe's, and, and now I'm so far in, i got to stick with her. So Yeah, I'm level 14 siren now. Okay, okay. I think I'm 18 or 19 Moe's. Yeah, and Alex was right when he said that uh, the tree where the skill tree where the siren has a hand that comes up and grabs a guy. And what initially attracted me to this tree is that's the action skill with the shortest cooldown. It's only 18 seconds. Hmm, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. And the the thing is, though, it lets you get one guy and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And then Alex is like, nah, there's a skill later where the hand comes up and grabs a guy. And once you kill that guy, it changes to another guy. Once you kill that guy, it changes to another guy. Up to four guys. So what this allows you to do is it allows you to trivialize fights with multiple opponents. Mm. If you've got a gun that can kill them in the four seconds it's holding them up there. Gotcha. So you need, you need the damage to actually make Yeah, so so okay. I so when I first got the skill, I had a gun that for my guys my level could do that. Mm-hmm. And then I leveled up and the guys leveled up and I didn't find a better gun. So now I'm trying to use my, my awesome action skill and I can't kill the first guy before it falls, yeah. before it ends, so it doesn't jump. Doesn't chain, yeah. 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 So so yeah, like there's a lot of little things to complain about. And but at the same time I don't think ripping on the writing is the biggest I think ripping on the audio design. Is totally fair. Yeah, it's terrible. You no, know, I agree. I agree. It, 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 the shotguns it, don't sound as good as they should. Well, no, it's not even the sound effects. It's the mix. The mix yeah. is abhorrent. Like um, you will hear things like scratching at you, and you look around like, oh my god! And then it's not there. There it's is something. There is something way off in the distance, and not only that, it's in a completely different direction than you heard the sound from. Yeah, it's that aspect of it is so fucked up, especially after getting so comfortable in Overwatch, where you can tell where things are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so you're, you're using headphones. I've got it running on seven point one. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, there's somebody right there, and you turn and he's not there, and you can't terrible. find him, and he was like in an outhouse or something. It's like really that, bad. So. And another thing that's really shitty is it's as if every time I get to. The next checkpoint in whatever mission I'm currently on, whatever mission I'm following automatically switches to a different mission. Uh-huh. And so I'm in this area trying to finish this mission and I have to go into the fucking mission trees and switch it back. Like, I don't know if I'm accidentally hitting the button, but. I think you it's... hit it left or right in the D pad to change yeah, the missions. Yeah, and that is awesome. That is handy as fuck, unless I'm hitting yeah. it accidentally constantly. Uh-huh. But it seems to be switching on its own. That's how it feels. I, the way that it, enemies just kind of pile in there, it feels like some of the encounters are too long. It's like, here's your wave. All right, I beat this wave. Well, here's another one. With a badass. Okay, I'll beat that one. Yeah. And then here's a third one. I'm like, but come on. It's not. Yeah. At this point, it's just attrition because you're hoping to find enough ammunition to keep or going. Ammunition or health packs. Like, yeah. it's weird that the only way to heal mid-fight is to stop shooting at guys, turn around and try to, like, open nearby containers and hope mm-hmm. that there's a blood vial in there. Or you could get a grenade that uh, that deals a certain amount of health back to you when it deals damage. Moe's has a skill that makes all grenades do that. Oh. Yeah. It's helpful. <laughs> now, was the ability to spend cash to increase the amount of ammunition you can carry for each weapon, was that in two? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I do but, like that. Yeah, and, and the, yeah, it was the exact same thing. They were all okay. called decks. They were very, very expensive and they got more expensive the more you bought them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's clipping along. It's okay. When Chris is done with Overwatch for the night, I'm usually quite happy to return to it. 
And I and I think that's just like the the fucking level up lust, you know? Yeah. That in yeah. Overwatch, I play more Overwatch. I might not get a better gun. In this, I might get a better gun. Might get a better you might, something shiny will drop. Yeah. It, it seems to be really stingy with the um the visual stuff. Like what do you the mean? New man, the, well, the new the new like heads and the new skins. Yeah. The cosmetics. The cosmetics seem to drop very rarely. And I had a duplicate cosmetic drop. Oh. I open a chest. I'm like, hey, a, a new a new skin. No, I already have that one. And it's worth a dollar when you sell it, so I just threw it on the ground. Yeah, I'm not really. I'll be honest. The, the skins don't matter to me in they this. They don't. At all. I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of little dangly things, little keychains you can hang on your gun. Those are kind of yeah. fun, but they don't really ever drop. And they I, they want you to grind for that that those crystals or whatever the other currency yeah. that you can spend with a cranky guy in the yeah. bottom of the ship. So, I love that cranky guy. He's pretty funny. And yeah, Why don't like, you get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know some of the some of the caricature, uh, caricatures are are entertaining. Like um, one of the first missions on the second planet is just going to get coffee, and of course it mm, yeah, it, it becomes yeah. much more than that. But you end up meeting a hipster barista bot, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, and the, the evil general, like I, yeah. I don't care about anything. I want my mug back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That was actually kind of funny. But every time, every time Claptrap talks, I want to turn it off. Just he's really annoying, more so that's, than he ever has been. To me, that's always been the point of Claptrap, so I have no I problem know, with it. I know, and and I don't know if yeah, I didn't. If if Alex hadn't been telling us for months that the actor had changed, would you have known? No, me neither. No, Reese, I could totally tell, but that was he was a much hmm. bigger part of Tales from the Borderlands. He doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> what was the claptrap right? My ass has saved all your asses when he gets stuck in the windshield. <laughs> See, it's funny. I complain about it, but I can come but, up with one-liners it's, it's from gotten, it that are actually kind moments. of funny. Yeah, but the does, thing is, the, the moment-to-moment gameplay of it, the going out and finding shit, and the, the shooting guys, the okay. shooting guys is boring. Yeah. It is. Even with yeah, these ridiculous is. weapons, it is. Because, I don't know, there, there's a lot of becauses. They'd be, because of the AI, because the way the hitboxes work, because how it feels um, just using the DualShock 4 or how it's programmed, I don't know. Um, the the hurt boxes on the guns, they all, it, it just none of it feels, it's just, it's not a fun game to play, really. It's okay. I, I think may, may, some of this may be that in the space between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3, which is what, seven years or whatever it was, mm-hmm. We have had Apex first-person shooters come out, like Doom. No, Borderlands, you never got Borderlands because, oh, wow, this is some awesome feeling shooting and I'm having so much fun. It was never about that. It was No, Borderlands was always about the guns. I don't think we've come to expect more out of the genre. I just think we're conscious of the fact that Borderlands is not the best at it. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, uh, it does what it does. Okay. It does have that dangly reward. It's dangling that awesome weapon yeah. in front of you that may one day appear. And, um, it's fine. I do feel kind of stupid that I spent nine, uh, 90 bucks on it because mm. I'm trying to save money lately. I don't know why, but I am. And it, that, that just feels stupid. I feel fine about the 20 or whatever I spent on Ori and the Blind Forest. Oh, excellent. See, see, Ori was a victim. Of, of console exclusivity when it came out. It came out for Xbox One and yes. PC. And it, it was a crying shame because I'm not one to hoard these experiences. I want everybody to play these great games. And it just it wasn't there. And it's never going to be on a Sony platform. But thanks to the benevolence of Nintendo and Microsoft, it's on now Switch. on the Switch. And when when I saw trailers of Ori, there's all these beautiful lighting effects on these 2D assets. Mm-hmm. And the animation is incredible, and so much of the background is moving at once. 
with like the wind blowing through it yeah. and everything and each individual Grand bush is swaying on yeah, its own. Yeah. Fucking incredible. It is never going to run that well on Switch. It is never going to look that good on Switch except it fucking does. <laughs> it is incredible. It looks incredible. I Are was you playing handheld away. or up on the screen? Handheld. But I was handheld, abs- okay. absolutely blown away by how this game looks. Um, really, really beautiful, beautiful music. The only kind of problem I have with it is it, uh, the movement of Ori is physics-based. Yeah, it's kind of floaty. It's kind of floaty. But Ori runs so fast and leaps so far when you hit the jump button that it feels kind of okay for what they're asking me to do so far. Like, I, I have had to leap across, like, you know, one block wide platforms, but, mm-hmm. but, yeah. It's, it's not a perfect game. It has, it has odd difficulty spikes, but I think it, I mean, visually it tells such a great story. Yeah. And the end of each area ends with kind of a chase sequence. This is not a spoiler. This has been out for years. Um, and those chase sequences are, once you finish one, you're like, oh, it just feels so good when you finish it. And that opening, come on, mm-hmm. admit it here. You, you watch that opening. And- you, okay, so, so last night, last night, listener, mm-hmm. it's like 9 o'clock at night. And I'm like, okay, I have about an hour to burn before I have to get into bed. I'm going to email Chamberlain and say, okay, do I need to keep playing Borderlands or should I try worry? And he writes back, at least play the opening. Mm. And I'm like, oh, we'll see whatever the fuck that is. Knowing what I'm asking him to do. <laughs> and I, I had I had already booted it. And it was right at, like, the first frame of the opening animation. So I, you know, go outside, have a cigarette, open up the Switch. And I don't want to tell the story of it, but within the course of five minutes, it introduces two characters, um, just shows a few moments of them in a very natural feeling progression as you just move Right, right to left and, uh, or left to right and, and learn how to jump. And, and it just shows a couple interactions between these two characters. And then the plot proceeds and one of the characters is in more, is in mortal danger and is close to death and is just struggling along on its very, very last, uh, the last bit of its strength. And as that occurs, you revisit those moments you just had in like the previous 90 seconds. Yeah. It was like the beginning of Up. That's what it was fucking like. It was like mm-hmm. the beginning of Up, <laughs> where with, with so little, they just find your heart and go, and you're like, oh my God. What are you doing to me? And so by the end of this opening, there were tears streaming down my cheek. Uh-huh. And, and I, I had trouble seeing as I was playing the tutorial for the rest of the mechanics. And it was absolutely wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. And as I progress through it now, the progression of it is so rapid fire and satisfying compared to Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no question as to whether or not I'm going to get a new skill to open up a new area anytime soon. I'm going yeah. to. I can promise yeah. you. The one complaint I, and I watched a, um, uh, not a boss keys, but the guy, the game maker's toolkit, the YouTube channel, okay. talking about Ori, and they they talked about a specific level that teaches you to do things. But they made an interesting point: is that it it doesn't know when to stop. It keeps layering on new mechanics. Hmm. So by the time you're done, there are so many mechanics that it becomes a challenge trying to remember which one is which and where it is, and because every that. button does something else. So it 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 goes. It takes what works, and it goes about three steps too. Far by endgame. That reminds me. So, but up until that point, it's it's definitely really good, and I'm really looking forward to the next one. I, I hope you I hope you finish it. I hope it's I, good. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm almost definitely going to finish it. Um, which that just reminds me though, uh, Darksiders Two on Switch runs beautifully. Oh, good, excellent. Yeah, problem is, um, there's a dodge button and your gun. Mm. The dodge is on the tiny little shoulder button on the right. 
And the shoot the gun, which you have to do rarely, is on the great big comfortable one. And you can't fucking remap them. So I'm done with Darksiders 2 on Switch. I cannot believe that we can't remap controls wherever we want now. I don't. There's no fucking excuse. There's no fucking excuse. So many ports have that problem. I don't understand it. It's in the age of of trying to make games accessible to everyone. Yeah. Good. I appreciate that. Why can't we just remap all the stuff? I mean that that's that's one great thing that Gears did. Gears of War Five had you could remap everything. There was there were colorblind options for the colors. Big push from Microsoft for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and and. I don't know. You're not. It. I, I can't imagine it costs them a whole lot of money. Just let people remap all the buttons, please. Yeah, there's n- no fucking reason not to, except for some sort of arrogance that you think your game should be played a certain way. Fuck you. Yeah, and, and this isn't John even Blow. the from software arrogance. This like, from software, like no easy mode in Dark Souls. This isn't mm. even that. This is just interaction. How you physically yeah. control the game. Yeah. Let people do what the hell they want. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, like you're not fucking Hideo Kojima with Metal Gear Solid Two trying to make a statement with your control scheme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't be. Don't be that guy. No one likes that guy. Nobody liked the pressure sensitive buttons. Okay. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> He's barely fucking worked. Anyway. Speaking of things that nobody liked, remember um, remember the live-action Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. We, this is when we found out that Emma Thompson really can't act. Yeah, really disappointing. And uh, and really interesting that, that the one that came out of that series that could actually act was, in fact, Harry Potter. No one saw mm-hmm. it coming. Anyway. Have you seen some versatility, yeah. He does. Have you seen the new live-action Aladdin? I, I have not. The family went to go see it. And, and I, I abstained because I think it was playing something. Um, and they came back sounding pretty positive about it. They, they had a good time with it. They said Will Smith was not as bad as you could have thought. That's that right. The Jasmine song was okay. That, that it was yep. fun. Yep. 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 And um, after, after Beauty and the Beast, it like killed my enthusiasm for any live action Disney remake. It really did. And it killed my enthusiasm for Aladdin, and I fucking loved Aladdin. I loved Lion King and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast as kids. And Beauty and yeah. the Beast was probably my favorite because Belle was the bookish one. Belle was the bookish princess. Yeah. So, so in my heart of hearts, Belle was, Belle was the one who might have fallen for me if I were the Beast. But Aladdin and Lion King had significantly better villains. They had significant... Jafar and Scar are some of the best villains that they've ever done, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Anyway. In the visual design, well, okay, there's a lot to be said about all three films, but yes. I, w- I will say, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by how good Aladdin is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just entertaining and fun the whole way through, and um, and a lot of that comes down to the cast. The guy they got to cast as Jafar, fucking excellent. Uh, do you remember how the Sultan was this like kind of big bubbling guy? Yeah, who really didn't exactly. Yeah, yeah, little racist kind of stereotype. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the 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 guy they got to play the Sultan, there's something so deeply compassionate about the man, where you can really tell that he does care about his subjects, and he just cares so much about Jasmine, which is why it's so horrible when Jafar hypnotizes him. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it's really cool. Um, the the guy who's playing Aladdin is great. Will Smith is fine as the genie as soon as he takes off the blue face. Um, you, he's, he's, you know, done up in the blue CGI for like the first 15 minutes. He's the genie. And then he's like, well, if we're going to Agrabah, I should probably disguise myself as a human. And then he looks like yeah. Will Smith for the rest of the movie. And, and then that, it's fine. And yeah. then it's fine. Um, I will say the weakest part of the movie is the fact that no one in the cast can really sing ex- oh. except this Jasmine. Okay. Who has pipes and can just fucking belt out a song. Fantastic. But. I need to stretch my musical knowledge here. I think Aladdin. The original was Mia Salonga, who is like big name in Broadway. Oh, 
She um, did, she was part of a number of first run musicals on Broadway, so that that's why Jasmine was so good in Aladdin because they brought in real pipes for that. So wait, like the the actors brought? No, no, the singer, the the, the voice actor and the singer in the original Aladdin. Are oh, the oh, of course, okay, okay, yeah, but then yeah, in the new one. In the new one, I don't know who this is. But. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know who the actor is either, but she's really good. Yeah. Uh, she's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was some controversy that she's like not the not uh, from India or something, and I'm like, well, who really says acrobats in India? We don't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> we don't know. Where it is, yeah. Anyway, um, but like, no, no, she's she's a strong actor, and she can absolutely sing. And they did add some new songs, but here's the problem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The new song is the most bullshit, inconsequential, um, kind of uh, virtue-signaling pro-feminist shit I've ever heard. Yes. And I am a feminist. Yeah. I am strongly a feminist, but when it's done poorly, it doesn't help fucking anyone as far as I'm concerned. Go out, this is for the listener too, go out and watch Lindsay Ellis's most recent YouTube video talking about what Disney is doing, how they're trying to correct all of these feminist issues poorly and ignoring all the old racist issues. It's a half an hour watch. Lindsay Alice is fabulous. Go out and find it. Watch this video. It, and it echoes your point that this song is like really girl boss. This is what we're going with this. Come on. Okay, well, <laughs> here's the thing at the end, at the end, near the end of the film. And I'm going to spoil a lot for you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> spoiler for the Bible. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he comes back three days later. Come on, dude. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Life lighting here. <laughs> okay, so at the end, uh, Jafar gets the lamp, and he says to the genie, uh, "Genie, make me Sultan of Agrabah." Mm-hmm. And uh, genie goes, "It is done." And you know, like all the trappings turn into like Jafar tapestries and shit. Mm-hmm. And the captain of the guard, or Jafar, turns to the captain of the guard and says, "Arrest this man and and keep the princess here." Obviously, suggesting that. This girl is royalty. The guy has known mm-hmm. these people their entire lives. And he's a he's a good man. We've talked to him earlier in the movie. They actually developed the character a little bit. And um and the man turns to Sultan and arrests the Sultan. Mm-hmm. And then they grab Jasmine and they're leading Jasmine out of the throne room. And Jasmine thinks to herself. Or no, Jafar says uh says, You will now do what you should have done long ago, princess. Stay silent. And, and, and she's dragged out of the room. And then once she's dragged out of the throne room, she thinks to herself about that for a second. And then she starts singing this whole song called Speechless about how she won't stay speechless. And and as she sings it, the, the men holding her back disappear in a cloud of smoke. And then as she th- walks back into the throne room, uh, all the all the guards who are honoring Jafar all disappear in clouds of smoke. And she sings her song and about how she's not going to stay speechless. Everything disappears in a cloud of smoke. And then the song ends and she's outside the throne room. And it occurs to her that, no, I am going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> and so she turns around and says to the captain of the guard, hey, captain, you've known my father your whole fucking life. You know he's sultan. That's the bad guy. And the captain of the guard goes, wait a minute, you're right. <laughs> and that's the song Speechless. And uh, and I, I can't be too positive about that. Like it wasn't a great song, but she's an amazing singer. Um, and it it really came across as heavy handed. I I didn't think it was good. I had also heard that when the script allowed Will Smith to not be parroting Robin Williams, that he was fine. Yeah, absolutely. That the worst parts when he was basically trying to mimic or do. You know, the Robin mm-hmm. Williams shtick, which you can't. Yeah, and and the fact that he's not a singer really 
comes. It, it's really kind of it's a it's a shitty. They thing. should have let him just you know drop a beat and rap. You never had a friend like me. That'd be funny. And one of the things that I felt was one of the biggest problems with Beauty and the Beast was that it was so beholden to recreating the original mm-hmm. that when it uh, when it veered off at all, you didn't appreciate it. And this does it enough and so regularly and well enough that you don't mind it. That it's a more enjoyable film for it. Um, so yeah, like overall, like this is absolutely a B plus. I heard Iago does not talk. Um, he he does he he. I think, well, actually, as I was watching it, it occurred to me that what Iago says in this movie is only what Jafar thinks. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and there's a cool sequence where he actually uses magic to make Iago huge and Iago chases them, and it's cool. <laughs> that sounds pretty funny, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, like a, a giant parrot is a terrifying thing. Yeah. yeah. They have their their tongues are like appendages. You just don't want to deal with that. No, it's the it's the beaks. It's the beaks oh, and and, and and the gross skin with like the like the little quills sticking out. Ooh, I hate yeah, that shit, yeah. man. The, yeah, a bird, a, yeah. yeah, a gross bird is a gr- is one of the grossest things. That there the can reason be. birds are the size they are because you can deal with them when they're that size. Yeah, Dinosaur sized birds. No, thank you. Well, yeah, <laughs> man. Like I've I've dealt with like. I don't know. Okay, first of all, a large chicken is fucking scary. <laughs> if it, if it, no, uh, uh, like the chickens can be vicious. Chickens can be real assholes. Anyway, um, they they know their lot in life is to be somebody's sandwich eventually. <laughs> and then I saw a movie called Carol. Yeah, I, I don't even know what this one movie is. I saw it on your list. I have no idea. Carol um, was an Oscar bait movie, I'm sure. Mm. And I don't know. I have no idea when it came out, but um, oh god, Kate Blanchett. Okay. Kate Blanchett. So there is a young mousy woman working in a, a uh, uh, working a desk at a department store in the 1950s. Okay. Okay. And she is kind of mousy and she's kind of shy, and she's got a fiance or a boyfriend, maybe a fiance, and uh, he's really hyped to take her on a like an eight week trip to Europe, but she hasn't really said yes yet. She's not sure she wants to go, but he's a really nice boy, and she sees this refined, mature woman working her way through the toy section towards her. This, of course, is Kate Blanchett. And Kate Blanchett is radiant and perfect. As always. As always. <laughs> and walks up and uh, discusses, wants to get a certain doll for her daughter, but uh, they don't have that doll in stock anymore. And what do you recommend? Well, actually, these toy sets are, or these train sets are really, really cool. So she orders a train set and she leaves. But she forgets her gloves. Mm. And so... There is an immediate, the young woman immediately recognizes, you don't even, she doesn't even say it, but she immediately recognizes that there is something infatuating about Kate Blanchett for her. Mm-hmm. And so she, she, uh, has the gloves mailed out to Kate Blanchett to return the gloves. And so Kate Blanchett offers to take her out to lunch to return, uh, to just to say thank you. And they have such a good time at lunch. Would, would you like to come and see me tomorrow night? Well, yes, I would. And <laughs> they're just having perfectly proper hanging out time. And it's going so well, and you can tell that the young woman's passions are inflamed, that she she doesn't even have a word for it, because this is the 50s. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't really talk about that. Yeah. So she's, she's talking to her boyfriend about it, and she says, do you ever think that you could fall in love with a boy? He goes, no, I'm not one of those, not one of those queer guys. And she's like, oh, not like that, but like just fall in love, but the person happens to be a boy. You know what I'm talking about? He goes, I have no idea what the no, fuck you're talking no, about. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And she has no idea what she's talking about because she's never felt this way before. And there's something so sweet and beautiful about it. Meanwhile, Kate Blanchett, um, 
has known that she has uh, lesbian leanings for a while. In fact, her daughter's godmother is uh, the woman that she cheated on her husband with. Mm, okay. Her husband, I forget the name of the actor. If you see a picture of him, you'd know it. He always plays, he generally plays quite a nice guy. Okay. And in this, he's playing a 50s husband who is so upset that uh. his fucking legal property is uh-huh. doing this. Why are you doing this to us, first of all? Second of all, you are still my wife. I am responsible for you. Like, <laughs> he's doing that thing. <laughs> and, and so Kate Blanchett is trying to negotiate a divorce with him while pursuing this young woman. And she's aware. In the 50, a divorce in the fifties. In the fifties. In the fifties. Yeah. So and and okay. So I don't want to spoil. Yeah. No. I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah. It came. I, I checked. This came out in 2015. Because so. it bears discussion. I think on on the yeah. satisfaction with the whole thing. So the the romance between the two of them is palpable. It's largely unspoken, just like fucking Brokeback Mountain. But mm, okay. it's not consummated for like 90 percent of the movie. It's just the girl trying to figure out what the fuck is going on until she finally realizes it. And you wonder if you need a sex scene this long for a movie like this because it's not about the things that we say largely it's about the things that we don't say um but it was such a build-up and you wanted them to be happy so much that it was just nice and then it turns out the husband had been had had a guy trailing them and had dirt on them and had evidence that she was engaged in an affair with this young woman and therefore i'm taking the daughter away and you'll never see her again okay so so bad things happen yes kate blanchett immediately ends it with a young woman and says i can't see you until this thing with my daughter and husband is over and uh and then there's a meetup later in the movie with a bunch of lawyers about the divorce and how it's going to go and uh the husband's lawyers say well we have this dirt that she was engaged in an affair and the wife's lawyers Kate Blanche's lawyers say well we have uh, like three signed uh psychiatrists who say that she's completely done with her therapy she's completely ready to uh be a caregiver for her child and that she was driven into this deviant behavior by her abusive husband okay. and, and both lawyers are like Kate Blanchett stands up and she goes okay we shouldn't do this here's the deal she can live with you i get visitation rights that's how it has got to be if it's not like that i am gonna we are gonna go to court and it'll get ugly mm-hmm. and we are not ugly people <laughs> and you're like and, yes because kate blanchett you listen to what she says <laughs> but, but at the time it was an amazing speech delivered by one of the best actors in the world and it was powerful and wonderful and then it occurred to me what a man in the 1950s would think of his wife said that shit to her. Yeah. Right? It'd be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would not be a happy ending. But mm-hmm. it's, but, but, but the husband goes for it and now she has visitation and then she reaches out to the younger woman and, oh yeah, the younger woman goes on the trip with her immediately, says yes immediately. <laughs> As opposed to her, you know, erstwhile fiance. Anyway, um, and then she, you know, invites the young woman out for coffee and the young woman comes out and uh, says, you know what, I just don't think we should do this again. Like, I'm doing really, really well on all this stuff and you hurt me really, really bad. And she goes, no, I understand. If you change your mind, I'll be at this other party. And at first, like, it was devastating because Kate Blanchett, they'd both been through so much. Yeah. And I'm sick. I one, I don't watch a great deal of homosexual media, literature, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I look for when I do is I don't want to see uh, characters like this 
suffered purely because of their um because of their sexual orientation. I'm sick of that narrative. I'm yeah. sick of the if you're gay, you can find love, but you gotta suffer. You gotta watch mm-hmm. your guy get beat up by homophobes, or you gotta, you know, this or that or the other fucking Pretty tired but I'm a cheerleader. It's a it's yeah. tired fucking trope. And we were raised on the idea that a romance is there's someone out there for you. And when you find them all your problems are fixed. That's bullshit, obviously, but it's a nice idea. Yeah, and I'd like to see some movies. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see some fucking homosexual stories. That have that and don't have like the, and because you're gay, you've got to suffer and one of you will probably die by the end. <laughs> I'm sick of that shit. Like, I don't want to see that shit. So, so how does it end? So come on, come on. So Kate Blanchett's at the party and she's enjoying herself and the young woman walks up to her and Kate Blanchett smiles. That's it. So she, so they're okay. together. They're together. That's uh, they're absolutely right. together at the end. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and on the one hand, oh, thank God, because I love you. Love both these women. By the end of the movie, they're both very, very strong performances. In fact, the entire cast is great. It's a uniformly above par movie. That would not have fucking happened in the fifties. <laughs> so, so even though, even though that's my metric, there's this part of me that pisses me off. But would I have liked the movie more if it hadn't given me that happy ending? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because it's okay to have a happy ending. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. And you definitely want these two happy. And the movie would have been, I don't know. It wouldn't have been, yeah. No. It needed the, the, it needed the ending. It needed the ending that it got even as you're like, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) If they had changed it and put it like in the 60s or the 70s? Um, well, Modern, I'm not. Yeah. Modern, you can't do because modern is modern. Like, well, yeah, um, well, yeah. You should be like, well, yeah, but we, a lot of people still aren't like that. I don't get. Well, um, one of the things that was most interesting about this particular narrative was the the lack of reference from the young woman, where she like legit had no idea that something like this could even exist. Mm, okay, so there's and, an innocence there that yeah, and is and, not possible in a modern setting. Mm-hmm. And and so there's something. What what is communicated is such a purity of emotion, um, because she does come across as that innocent, and mm. and Kate Blanchett's, um, Kate Blanchett has suffered so much, and she knows that even inviting the woman, young woman, into this world, is kind of damning her to the same suffering that Kate Blanchett has lived with her whole life, you know, and there's the real bitter bitter sweetness and a real kind of like, oh sweet summer child. You know, like it's 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 a really good movie. Okay. They're both good, Aladdin and Carol. How did you come across this movie? Just like on Netflix or something? It was it was either Netflix or Amazon Prime. I forget which. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And Alex will probably burn me if I don't give a shout out. Alex spoke a while ago about a show called Lodge Lodge Forty Nine. Lodge Forty Nine. I think it's called. Okay. I think it's called. Lodge, hang on. Let me let me Google it just to make get sure that I get right. the name. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if it's, if it's wrong, Lodge Forty Nine. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Now, Lodge 49 has an excellent cast full of people that you probably don't remember from other movies. <laughs> but it's excellent. It's, it's a series. Um, Alex once told us that it was really, really good and went on and on and tried to describe it. And the show that he was describing, he didn't sell it at all. Yeah. <laughs> as I recall. It didn't sell like something you wanted to watch. He didn't yeah. sell, yeah, no, it, it didn't sell me on it, but I was just like, oh, Lodge 49. Alex said that was good. So I watched the first episode. Alex was right. It is pretty okay. good. It is okay. pretty good. Okay, so let's move on to video games. <clears throat> I got one, Before we get to headlines, I got one interesting tweet that I saw okay. that, that kind of is just interesting to talk about because, you know... Is this, uh, I, I'm old. Is this a Kumi Nakamura? 
No, no. Okay. This is actually someone. Somebody figured out the average age of the players at the top eight of Evo 2019 for each of the top games. There okay. are nine games at Evo 2019, and they just averaged out the top ages for them. So the okay. games were Street Fighter Five, Tekken Seven, Smash Brothers Ultimate, Mortal Kombat Eleven, Soul Calibur Six, um, Undernight Inbirth, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, and Samurai Showdown. Now. No prize for this, but which game do you think had the youngest average age? Smash. Exactly. Take a wild guess what that age is. Mm-hmm. For people who made top eight. I don't know. I don't look at these things, but I'm... 20. Okay. 20. All right. Which is... Young. <laughs> well, it certainly suggests that there are some very young folks yeah. competing. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I loved was that the oldest games, the, the two games that had the oldest average age for the top eight competitors were Street Fighter V okay. at 28 okay. and Samurai Showdown Ooh. at 35. <laughs> Ooh. And I was like, yes, old guys. <laughs> that's all I got. I, mean, I, just, I, just, I just loved that, that, you know, people in their mid to late 30s, can still find a game to be competitive in. Thank you very much. Maybe, maybe that's what I saw a thread today on a forum saying, uh, uh, if street or if, if smash is actually the, the best fighting game of the fighting game in the future. Um, based on those numbers, based on those numbers, it can be based, based on the numbers of, of entrance. Yeah. That doesn't mean the other ones aren't going to be there. It's the smash community is very insular. I mean, they're all, all the communities are very insular, but there isn't usually a lot of cross-contamination between a Smash player and something else. Hmm. People who enter Smash, play Smash. People who go here and play Street Fighter, be like, ah, we'll play some Tekken, we'll play some Mortal Kombat, we'll play some Dragon Ball. You but know? no Smash. But no Smash, exactly. It doesn't go either way. Um, because basically everybody plays enough Street Fighter to like, okay, I'm going to Evil, let's enter Street Fighter. I'll go on too, but I'm playing something. Because Street Fighter is kind of the common ground. People are all tired of five, myself included, but that's kind of that's where you start, and then you branch out from there. Whereas the Smash players play Smash. I can't even watch Smash. But I, I just I love that Samurai Showdown had an average age of thirty five, which is still which is still younger than me by a great many years. I wonder what the oldest but, entrant was. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. With that, you'd think there got to be like sixty or something. <laughs> Well, oldest entrance, yeah, this is p- just people who made top eight. This is not like of all oh, players. Good God. Yeah. If you took all players, Smash would play skew even younger. Yeah. Because you had all these kids who go and play it. Um, so I just, I, that was amusing. It, it amused mm. me. Well, the thing that I was talking about was, uh, okay, so we were talking a while ago about how Ikumi Nakamura, the adorable producer of the next oh, horror yeah, game. Oh, yes, 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 um, yes. Yeah, okay. So she left that, she left the company. She left Tango Gameworks. Uh, Tango Gameworks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, this week, if you follow her on Twitter, you know where she's been? No, what was she been doing? Well, I, there were a bunch of pictures of her taking with Cory Barlog over at Sony Santa Monica. Ooh. And now today, she's tweeting out, or yesterday, she was tweeting out a bunch of pictures that she was taking with Shu Yoshida. Mm, okay. And then, uh, then it was announced that Sean Layden was stepping down as head of SIE. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, out. yeah, I'm not suggesting that Akumi Nakamura is going to come on as head of SIE. But, um, all of these pictures that I'm seeing from her lately remind me a lot of all the pictures I saw of, um, of Hideo Kojima following his release from Konami. 
So it wouldn't surprise me if Ikumi Nakamura ends up with another studio under Sony, maybe at uh, um, Entertainment Japan. I mean, she was responsible for most of the best parts of Evil Within. That's right. And both of those games were pretty good. They weren't great. They were pretty good. She has been working in the industry for over 20 years, I think. Yeah. It feels like. Where she, and she's had her hand in so many excellent titles. I don't know, I don't know, like, if she's herself an excellent designer. I just know that she. She's a director. Yeah. Yeah. She always happens to be attached to things that tend to do pretty good. Mm. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And not only that, but it would be cool to see Sony doing something so ambitious like, like they did with, uh, Kojima again, while Microsoft are over here buying B-tier studios. <laughs> I, but the fact that there's been kind of an unloading at Sony at the top levels makes me wonder. Yeah, it's weird. There's been a lot What's of rumors. What's going on over there? There's been a lot of rumors. I don't want to... And and the wording that came out the day that Sean Layden stepped down, it was like that tweet had been written by someone in PR in, <laughs> in, the, in the previous half hour. And it was, it was perfectly measured, uh, PR speak. If you're anyone who's ever had to communicate with the general public or sees the work that goes into that. Um, so whatever happened, I don't think Sean's happy to be leaving or that they're happy he's leaving. Like someone is pissed off. I guarantee yeah. that. Um, it's, it's really interesting and it, it kind of makes me fearful. Headlines. <sighs> Following that cut. If you're, <laughs> if you're hyped for Disney Plus at the thought of all the episodes of Family Guy and American Dad in one place, Look elsewhere. Disney has announced that those will remain exclusive to Hulu as they clash with Disney Plus's family-friendly aesthetic. That really, that, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's Disney just deny, oh, we, we don't have anything to do with that. No. Yeah, but the thing is, there's so many fucking awesome movies that are under, like, Disney has its hands in a lot of pies. Yeah. And, like, I, I think about, like, there are horror movies from the 80s that came out of Touchstone Pictures. Mm-hmm. That's Disney, man. Like, so much is Disney, and if I can't get it all on Disney Plus, what the fuck am I doing with your service? Why are you paying for it? Because yeah, I'm okay. sorry, I'm not that hyped for The Mandalorian. You've got the Obi-Wan series, and I admit, yeah. I admit. Yeah, yeah, it does. Obi-Wan but... series does sound pretty good, as long as there's like a lightsaber duel every episode. they got to get somebody good choreographing those things, because it's easy to have a bad lightsaber duel. Yeah. I could do one of those. Yeah. And I have. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Disney, Marvel and Sony came to an agreement this week that will guarantee a further two Marvel MCU movies for Tom Holland Spider-Man. Hey, the kid gets to make some more money. All right. Yeah. So the deal is instead of a 50-50 split, it'll be a uh, 75 to Sony, 25 to Marvel split. Uh, and that's how much they will bankroll the movie. Okay. Yeah. This will be fine and good until D- Disney buys Sony. <laughs> God, no. It doesn't matter anymore anyway. <laughs> Apparently, the House of Mouse was skewered on South Park again the other night. Doesn't surprise me. They're a big, easy target. Um, well, the the thing was, it was talking about censorship specifically and about mm-hmm. how the Marvel movies, the scripts aren't finalized until the Chinese government signs off on them. <laughs> apparently. Doesn't surprise me. There's just so much money to be made there. That's right. Like, they won't release it without the, the okay of the Chinese censors. Anyway. Uh, in Overwatch news, uh, the Overwatch team is pretty thirsty to get one of the characters in Smash, and Jeff Kaplan un- said Nintendo can, quote, have every single one of them. It would have to be m- Tracer. Uh, that was his suggestion, but any character could actually work, I'm sure. Uh, they got Snake. Who would fit? Who would fit sm- yeah, I know, I know, but who would fit Smash? Tracer would fit. Um, uh, Winston would fit. Winston would totally fit. Well... I mean, they would all fit. Like, you'd, you'd have to give them all a bunch more moves than they have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no, like, it'd be fine. You could just do the same thing you did with fucking Snake. 
True. Yeah. Put them in a box and hide them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it could totally work. Uh, if you have a spare $50 and love Blizzard, you can pay 50 bucks for a BlizzCon virtual ticket, which will get you a pair of Night Elf skins for Symmetra and Genji that actually look pretty good. Uh, yeah, but 50 bucks? Yeah, but it's like, it's like Illidan and, um, Tarandi, I think is the okay. name. Like, they're actually like big characters in World of Warcraft, apparently. Hmm. Okay. The skins are actually pretty good. Um, and they will not be a loot boxes, so haha. Well, okay, so now Blizzard, uh, one of these BlizzCon exclusive skins was also Symmetra's Demon Hunter skin. And Blizzard said that those would be available to everyone this year. They said it would, they would be available in 2019. And now, <laughs> it never happened. They just kind of stopped talking about that. So don't expect these to ever be, become available either. Uh, I am not getting them. But probably just because I don't play enough Symmetra and I, I'm terrible at Genji. <laughs> but if these were like Tracer Night Elf skins, I would absolutely get them because there's a leak today that I probably should have actually mentioned oh, yeah. that suggests the skins for Halloween this year. Uh, it was Bob at, or it was Ash. It was a bunch of people who weren't Tracer, basically. Mm. Once again, no yeah. Tracer stuff. Once again, okay. once again, no fucking Tracer. And if that's the case, God fucking damn it. Um, anyway. Will it keep you from buying loot boxes? Will it keep yeah. you from buying them? I haven't bought loot boxes in a long time. Hey. Yeah. Like no, I've got the thing is like once you once you get uh, all the unlockables, you only get duplicates as you get loose boxes. Ugh. And so those duplicates uh because they're duplicates, you get some money. Yeah. So I have so much in-game money right now. Um I did I did the calculation a couple of weeks ago, but basically an event could come out right now. This event is going to come out. There's going to be four legendaries in it. Mm-hmm. An event could come out with 20 legendaries and I could buy them all. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean Layden was unceremoniously removed as the head of Sony Interactive, Interactive Entertainment this week. Various reports suggest there's been a power struggle at Sony following the current gen shakeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this is arrogant Sony coming back. I, I wonder. What's going to happen? I sure hope not, because... Got to dust off my lol Sony memes from 10 years ago. You know, as long as... I, I just want them to promote from within so that whoever gets the job is aware of what happened with the PS3 gen... I was like there and saw it and saw the discussions. 600 bucks. Exactly. People will take out a second job to buy it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so remember how Gearbox and Randy Pitchford were getting sued by their ex-lawyer? Yeah. And Alex will tell us that like the ex-lawyer said that Randy Pitchford had like a thumb drive with kitty porn on or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So both sides have apparently dropped the charges, apologized, and signed non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> this is what rich people do. Yeah. To get money from each other, but not tell anybody what was happening. Yeah. Jerks. I'm sure the lawyer got some money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, untitled Goose Game is a phenomenon. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment first. Have you, I haven't played it. I haven't no, played I didn't. it. I haven't no. played it. But I'm seeing it fucking everywhere. Chrissy Teigen is talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm seeing it on a bunch of shit. And I'm seeing the th- what I hate about when a game crosses over like that. I, I saw a thing from now this news that says, you've never seen a game like this. Or, and like, there's never been anything like this game. And I'm like, yeah, there is. It's called Hitman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's Hitman, but it's not as complicated. <laughs> Like, that's it. And you're a goose. And you're yeah. a goose. Like, that's what Untitled Goose Game is. Um, but, uh, I, it's such a phenomenon that I feel like I really do need to check it out. Uh, I, I'm just holding out for a demo. Maybe there'll be a demo on one of them. Cause I, I have a feeling that playing about 10 minutes of that game will, you'll see about all it has to offer. Mm, yeah. It doesn't strike me as a very deep experience. No, um, no. And what I've heard in the reviews is that there's only one solution for the problem, usually. Oh. 
And, uh. So it's worse than Hitman. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's very much just about finding that one solution and then moving on to the next thing. And that solution is never very far out of reach. It's very gentle. Okay. So yeah, no, it, it is like, it is entry level Hitman. And maybe that's enough to yeah. fascinate some people. But Newsflash, s- geese are assholes. Some of us were here for Silent Assassin. Oh, Canadians have always known that. Oh, we know it too. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I, I've been chased by a goose on, on more than one occasion. They're vicious, Those man. Those bastards, they don't fly. It's like they can fly, but they will not get out of your way when you're driving. No. It's, they're like, hit me. And you're like, damn it, I don't want to wreck my car. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that picture of the time that a, a goose hit Fabio and he was on a roller coaster and exploded on his face? I love that picture. <laughs> <laughs> He's so stunned. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I would be. Fuck, you, well, smack yeah. me. you smack me in the face with a 50-pound bird, I'm going to have a problem. Probably won't look that good after either. Yeah, goose aren't even that tasty. They're kind of greasy. Well, that goose. It's yeah. not that great. Yeah, it's, it's like duck. You got, yeah. You got to cook the fat off. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Untitled Goose Game has been announced for PS4, Xbox One, and they're looking into smartphones. Uh, now, Sony announced earlier this week, uh, I think it was yesterday, in fact, that crossplay was no longer in beta, and it wasn't even really an announcement. It, yeah. it was just kind of buried in a Wired article, and then a bunch of other places picked it up. Crossplay is now, any developer can use crossplay now on PS4. The very next day, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, the Xbox uh, account, tweeted out that um, uh, crossplay is now live on PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds between Xbox and PS4. It's still not wide open, though. I just saw an announcement for the new Civ game, which I won't play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming to consoles, and it's going to have cross-save on all consoles, but the PlayStation 4. Well, so, we'll find out the truth of it in a couple months, I guess. Yeah. Because maybe Sony's charging something for it, like a live fee or something. Why? I I don't understand what Sony's trying to protect. To protect. They already have the best games. I admit this freely. Maybe they're trying. The maybe maybe they see it as a revenue stream to squeeze developers or something, or the publisher. They're Who knows? Making all the money. Yeah, but but you understand that. I know. I know. They <laughs> that need once to make you, once all... once you have all the money. You were looking for the next pile of money. A way to make more of all of the money. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I suppose that comes back around to Sony does not have the giant wads of cash to burn that Microsoft does. And Nintendo, frankly. Mm. I mean, I don't know if the rest of Sony is making money again, but for a while I thought that the PlayStation division was all that was turning a profit um, for Sony. You know, Alex could tell us he follows that Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex is so wise. It's that it's it's the kind of the opposite where where the rest of Microsoft is like can we ditch the game division, <laughs> and Sony's like holy shit keep that we're making money, so <laughs> well, as as long as they don't cut open the golden goose. <sighs> they tried pretty hard with the PS3, and even that came around eventually. Yeah. It took a couple price drops and system redesigns, but they yeah, got there. This fear is just what comes from being so invested in a fucking company that doesn't give a shit about us. <laughs> Well, and that's why I've diversified now. Yeah. I mean, I, I next year when the time comes, I, I am honestly already kind of squirreling away bits of cash here and there so mm. I can swing both consoles next year because it's going to happen. Um, I have no interest in any Switch redesigns. The new Switch, I've seen it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't. Yeah, but it. if if they do like uh, if they do a Switch Pro, I'm totally getting that. Yeah, that would be different, though, because a Switch Pro, because I play my Switch on the television for the most part, a Switch Pro would make a difference, because I'm like, oh, I can get a higher resolution. Out of it would make a difference better. to me, too, like I'd get a better yeah. frame rate or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it had better fucking shoulder buttons. Yeah, <laughs> slightly larger Joy-Cons or something. God. Yeah, control analog sticks that weren't total shit, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe next year for that, Nintendo's got, it seems like Nintendo has something almost every Christmas. 
something. Oh, you mean like a new piece of hardware? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it last year? Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe no, no, it wasn't last year. It wasn't last year uh, the, the cardboard shit. Was that the year before? Oh, yeah. No, I think that was last year. Yeah, there you go. Last year. Well, maybe you're right. Um, what is that? Labo. Labo was yeah. what that was. Yeah. Never messed with that because none of it was designed for my size. That's all kid stuff. It just wouldn't fit. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I, I think a lot of future STEM students are going to love that shit, though. Oh, yeah. I, it, it's it's a good idea. I love to think that there's a future Sheldon Cooper just fucking going nuts with Labo. <laughs> Making a nuclear something. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, this mech is nuclear powered. <laughs> Sure, sure. Very, oh, crap. Very nice, Jimmy. <laughs> Just don't blow us up. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, so, yeah. And I have tickets for Joker this weekend. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. couple of things that are not as good as we hoped they'd be. Yeah. And it sounds Reviews like... The have been kind of like... The, the most damning one I, I saw was that it has nothing to say and won't shut up about it. Yeah. And, um, and I'm hearing a lot like... Like it, it's it's hard. Joaquin Phoenix is the best part. I've heard. Like, like yeah. Well, um, I, I've, I've I've and I've heard I've read reviews that actually rip into him a little bit, uh, mm. just for kind of going so far with uh, with a with material that doesn't warrant it, and mm. going like so hard with material that isn't really standing, isn't really saying anything. And mm. his character, you don't really give a shit about because he's crazy at the start. And he's yeah. still fucking crazy at the end. And the There's people no that he kills, you don't care about because you never spend any time with him. They're just nameless faces. So what the fuck is the point of this movie? Um, and the only reason I'm seeing it is because Jojo Rabbit comes out this weekend in the States. Oh, no. Yes. So I can't see Jojo Rabbit. It doesn't come out in Canada till October 25th. So I looked at what else was playing in theaters and I was like, well, at least I'll be able to talk about that on the podcast next week. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, Wednesday, I have tickets for interesting things. Okay. Twenty years ago, Metallica recorded an album with an orchestra called S and M. I remember that. It's awesome. Hmm? And then Michael came, and the conductor and, and composer died, and they did nothing after that. Well, last month they recorded S and S and M too. Oh, with the San Francisco orchestra. Holy shit! They did like like it was like a one evening thing. Well, there is a like a two night event where they are showing the concert video in theaters. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm down for that. <laughs> so, I mean, they weren't even that expensive. I bought two tickets for my wife and I. We're going to go on Wednesday night to go see S&M 2 in a theater, nice and loud. Not quite concert, but it's what I can afford. Has, so has it been nice. put out as an album? Not yet. No, oh. it will be. It'll be out that now. And this, this will be something I'll buy. I'm hoping they release it on like a 4K Blu-ray so I can have it as a, as a, as a 4K Blu-ray to add to my concert videos collection. Because S&M is awesome. And hmm. I saw some stuff from SNM too, and it's really good. So, yeah. And get it now because James Hetfield is back in rehab. Oh, Ta-da! gosh. Yeah, they, they actually just canceled the rest of their Australian tour because Hetfield's hitting the sauce again. That guy's been dealing with booze stuff for his entire life. So. And I just want to say to the young listeners out there you will see so many stories about celebrities who overindulge in alcohol. Mm-hmm. And this is the result, is you could lose fucking everything. Mm-hmm. You never hear that story about celebrities smoking weed. 
<laughs> no, I don't, 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 don't tell your parents that. <laughs> so, so yeah, that actually is an important because like, like James Hetfield's up there and he, he's been a boozer his whole life and everybody knows it. And he goes into rehab and he's clean for a while. You gotta think that, that, that Trujillo, the bass player, or Kirk Hammett is just stoned all the goddamn time. That's right. And you never hear about it because stoners no. don't fucking do shit. No, the only stoner no. we're aware of is Willie Nelson and, and Snoop. Because mm. they won't shut up about it. Lars is probably on barbiturate painkillers all the time. Huh. But who cares about Lars? Which reminds me, as a middle-aged man, there is some advice that I can impart to you. Oh, yes? I don't know what the fuck I did to my leg, but mm-hmm. like uh, a couple weeks ago, my right knee and my right hip joint, oh, I just felt so old. Like I pulled mm-hmm. something in my back, except it was my hip. And I was like, is this arthritis of the knee? What the hell is this? I got this shit called Voltaren. I don't know what that is. It's just this, like, I went to the pharmacist, and um, and he goes, well, th- this this pill here work for you unless you have an upset stomach. I'm like, well, I'm on these other pills. I already fuck up my stomach. He's like, well, then you definitely don't want these. He goes, here, take this. It's just gel. You just rub it on whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like my hip bone. It's inside my hip. He goes, it'll be fine. So <laughs> all right. So okay. I, I do it. Within 20 minutes, the pain is gone. Wow. Within an hour, the flexibility is back, and the Ooh. next day, it was gone. It was like if you stretched out your back because you lifted something wrong, slap yeah. this shit on, it'll loosen it up. So it's Volterin. anti-inflammatory, and it, wow. Volterin! I'm telling everybody. See, I, I do get that once in a while. I go, I go climbing once a week, and I'm not a young man anymore, so it's tough on my joints. And my hip joints, like I'll, I'll go for a walk later on that day, and it'll hurt like like where, where that ball your hip sits inside your pelvis, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's rubbing, like there's some stuff yeah. that's like gone in there a little bit. And yeah. it's probably just me wearing away my joints from climbing. That's right. Um, get, yeah, get rid of that. The... Sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Get some Ben Gay, slap that on there. We'll be fine. That's right. <laughs> uh, you whippersnappers will understand oh, one day. Okay. And yet my hands are fine. I have been playing video games almost daily since the Atari 2600. And, I type for work all day, use a mouse for stuff. I play video games at night, and my hands are fine. <laughs> my hands are mostly fine, but I can crack them, and also can also crack my wrists. Mm. Yeah. Wrists, yeah, that's good. I, that. I got wrists like a cement grinder. Ooh, yeah, well, that's what Overwatch playing playing that higher sensitivity. That's what. That well, too, if, <laughs> if I use the mouse, yeah. If I used the muscle, I would snap my wrist off within like three weeks. Ugh, no, no, no. My dad actually ended up with tennis elbow from using a mouse. Incorrectly. No, I did two ones. Like, well, no, it wasn't tennis elbow. It was like carpal tunnel, where yeah. where I had just been clicking too much, and it was playing World of Warcraft to the point that it was painful. I couldn't loot shit anymore oh, because God. the carpal tunnel in my hands was so bad. Oh. And I was like, I, I got to stop playing, guys. It hurts too much. <laughs> like, they're like, noob, get good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only game I ever actually have hurt from playing is Guitar Hero. Okay. Rock band. See, now I'm gonna I'm gonna that go right ahead. Hands. I'm gonna go right ahead and tell you that's not true. I'm gonna say you have just blocked out what the original NES controller did to your thumbs. Mm, I was a kid then. My thumbs were supple. My th- my thumbs were tiny and squishy, and the edges were yeah. fucking hard. That's true. I have not held an NES controller in a long time. Those square edges. What the heck were they thinking? They were like perfectly square. And, mm-hmm. and not only that, but you hold an NES controller now and it's like holding a little, a little fucking Wiimote. They're tiny. They're so yeah. tiny. It's like a Joy-Con in your hands. And it's like. I remember replacing that. We got one of the NES Maxes, which was a larger one with kind of a circular D-pad. And it, oh. I mean, not quite a DualShock kind of a thing, but it had four buttons like A and B and then turbo A and B and a mm-hmm. little larger D-pad. That was pretty good. I liked that. Compared to the regular NES controller. And it was first party, so it wasn't junk. It was okay. <laughs> there is a new Death Stranding trailer. 
Oh, is that that one minute thing? Yeah, it was. This one's I called. This, hang on, let me click on it. This one's called The Drop. I heard it. Yeah, it is one yeah. minute. Yeah, I heard I it was just it. supposed to be a TV commercial, but the fact that it's only one minute, I kind of probably going to watch this one. <laughs> you don't have to invest the rest of your evening trying to figure it out. That's right. Your head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, when is that coming out? Are you seriously going to buy that? I. I'm 100% buying it. Day one. I have said this repeatedly to you guys. I know. I don't I know. have to defend just... this fucking choice to you. It's Hideo Kojima. <laughs> it's a sweet looking game. Like it looks gorgeous just graphically. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's, it's starring all of Hollywood's sexiest ladies, mm. and also that guy from Walking Dead, and and the the body scan of Guillermo del Toro, and <laughs> and Nicholas Winding Refn, because Hideo Kojima considers these men to be his peers. Uh huh. <laughs> And he just wants to go out with dinner with people, so... Yeah, and take pictures. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what Kojima does. Whatever, like, no, okay, you he, know he what? He probably sleeps like two hours a night and lives on cigarettes and steaks. And then and one day he's going to stop looking 35 and look 100. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> just <laughs> overnight. He's going to wake up and be looking like the Emperor from, which, from Return of the Jedi. Which reminds me, Kate Blanchett, plastic surgery or no? Now, just given that she's in Hollywood, I want to say yes. How old is she now? I don't want to hazard a guess, but I could also not see you having. To know. I could also see you having skin that supple and luminous with an excellent care routine. How old is Kate? Bland, not Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale's forty-six. I know, right? Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett's only fifty. She's only fifty. That's not that old. She's you, younger you, than Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is fifty-five. You're only, Holy shit! You're, you're only saying that fifty is not that old. First of all, because you're over forty, and second yeah. of all, because you just learned that Kate Beckinsale is only forty-six. Yeah. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's thirty-six. Anyway, <clears throat> I I would I would give her the benefit of the doubt, and actually, she, her cheek her cheekbones are pretty. That's the thing, but you know what? I'm yeah. looking at. I'm looking at the, the thing is like her cheekbones are her, totally her thing, though. Yeah. So I can see those just being maintained with like you know a good exfoliation routine. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But you know, what? I'm looking at a picture of her here, like a rather large res picture. You know, she's got wrinkles under her eyes. She's got laugh lines along her yeah. mouth. I mean, maybe you cover that up with makeup. Yeah, yeah, maybe there's been a tuck or something. I don't know, but that it's their cheekbones. It's the cheekbones that make you worry that she's had yeah. work. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. "worry" is the word that I use. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's just. I think it's just that what you want, or what I, what the ideal should be, is people being able to age. Like, um, hang on. Uh, Casino Royale. M. Casino Royale. M. Judy Dench. Oh. There's no reason anyone in Hollywood shouldn't be prepared to age like Judy Dench. Like, it's okay for fucking Clint Eastwood to look, you know, like an old man. Yeah. And, or, you know, I can think of, you know, there are lots of cooler guys who aren't, you know, racist dipshits. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's okay to look old. My favorite Judy Dench story is that her uh, her eyesight is so bad now that she has to have assistants read her the scripts. She cannot read anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And yet so she comes... Assist- yeah, and she comes to work. And she comes across <laughs> as, like, the baddest motherfucker in the room. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yep. yep. How old is she? She's got to be in her sixties, maybe, maybe, maybe older than that. Judy Dench, age twenty nineteen. No, what the hell is this? Judy Dench is eighty four. Holy, Holy shit. shit! Yeah, and how old is Bernie? Bernie's like seventy eight. 
Bernie Sanders. was just in for surgery. That's right. That's right. And I think that's a wonderful argument to not fucking elect Joe Biden. Mm, he's a little old too. He yep. is. He is. And you've yeah. got you've got some you know excellent young choices, younger choices there. Um, Biden could. Biden has no connection with anybody, and people are like, he's not Trump, but he's an old. No, he, guy. he he does. He he still. I I haven't looked lately. Apparently, Elizabeth Warren is shoring up a lot of the black vote that was Biden's vote in the Democratic Party. Well, we all know that middle-aged African American women are going to save us eventually. Um, Hopefully. you know, I actually, unless they was, stop caring about us and then, you know, they're going to let the rest of us white folk go. They might, yeah. and they might, cause I, I actually, the, uh, you know, I read this thing called the nib. There was one over there called, um, uh, stop looking to black women to save you. It's not, our, it's not our responsibility. And it was just kind of about how exhausting it was to have to be the moral arbiter of the country, you know? And, um, well, middle-aged white guys aren't going to do it. Sorry. Well, We're sp- all idiots. <laughs> speaking of moral arbiter though, I, Sanders is too old. He's morally yeah, he's, no, he's right. morally correct 100% of the time, but he's too old. <clears throat> yeah, he would not be an effective world leader. Biden is the safe choice and that's why it's bullshit. We can't answer we can't answer, you know, no torture with some torture because <laughs> because it pleases half the people. Like no, we need Elizabeth Warren. And when I say we, I'm including myself in your country because there's an election coming up soon in Canada and I don't give a shit about it. Yeah, <laughs> is is uh is he is Trudeau not gonna, um, gonna win again? I don't know. Is don't the know. brown face gonna be the? Uh, I don't think so because downfall? because I I was looking at polls and most of us don't actually give a shit about it. And it's not to say that we're racist, but we kind of appreciate that you can be not racist and do still do a dumb racist thing. And we all kind of identify that that's what this is. We don't think he's racist. We just think he was dumb. Well, it's the 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 ability to believe that people can change with time is a very mature attitude. Well, most Americans don't have that attitude. So it's, it's um, hmm. I, because I mean the whole idea that that oh who was going to host Kavanaugh. the Oscars oh, oh, oh. host the Oscars and lost it because he made some like anti-Semitic tweets twenty uh, years Kevin Hart. ten years Kevin ago. Hart yeah Kevin Hart. Yeah, did he say stupid things at that point? Yeah. Does he still believe it? Probably not, because people change over the course of a decade. Probably didn't believe it then. It was a fucking joke. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know the tweets. I didn't look into the I Kevin Hart story. Don't come it, at me. It's, I, this is why my tweets are generally limited to ripping on companies. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but just, just wait, because already com- companies have human rights in the States. They have the right oh, of free speech. That's... Yeah, yeah, that is so true. So on and so that forth. So there's going to come a day when they're going to come after you because you incited violence against, you know, Microsoft or some shit. <laughs> Hate speech, man. I, how, how dare uh, you? How dare you attack that sovereign I, person? I, I, I think I used that hate speech, but I, I said some pretty terrible things about Atari and their new console, and I ripped. Uh, I think I saw all of those, and it was always warranted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but they, but they you know what? You know what? That's what we say now because this is a different time than it'll be in fifty years. But that joke makes light of some of the good work that's going on right now, and I certainly don't want to do that. Because hmm. you know what? Like, yeah, it was a different time, so on and so forth. Um. There was a thing, God, what was it? He was talking about how someone was complaining about, uh, about how comedy is dead because of cancel culture, because you can't make jokes about anything because you're going to get canceled. Oh, I thought that was like part of Joker, honestly, was they still talking about how comedy is broken. I don't know. That'll be interesting if they do. Um, but the, the, uh, 
the response I like to that is like lots of people are doing awesome fucking comedy that's not going to get anyone canceled. Yeah. Um, there's, there's still, you know, just go watch the nightlife. <laughs> there's still good stuff out there. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, Woody Harrelson did Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live this past week. I did not see it that. It was pretty good. He was wearing like fake teeth or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and they actually like, he, he looked the part perfectly. Uh, he didn't try to do a Biden impression. He was just, it was more about Biden's vibe of, uh, easygoing white privilege. <laughs> and, uh, and okay. you're going to like me because there's nothing else, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best you got. I'm old and confident. <laughs> I'm old and I'm confident. <laughs> yeah. But like, the, I didn't run last time because reasons. <laughs> the, the thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna play Biden or if you're gonna even skewer Biden at all, I don't understand why you wouldn't go after how often he gaffs and all the dumb shit he says because he is just as early stage dementia as Trump is late stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a camera in front of him long enough, he's gonna say something. But the difference right now is that when he says something, it doesn't involve, you know, yeah. inciting other countries to investigate people. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that blow your mind that after doing it with the Ukraine, he then did it with Australia mm-hmm. and then and now he's China. Like, yeah, I did it. So what? I did it. So what? And I mean, China. You're at that stage now. Yeah, but he's also doing it with China now. Oh, gosh. So he, he's trying he's trying to normalize it, which is Why what his whole president... the dragon? Stop poking because the dragon. Because his, his entire presidency has been... Well, a president's never done that before, and we have rules against that. Who's going to stop me? Uh, that's what it's been the whole time. And then, and then he just says, well, that's our crazy president, and you fucking move on because there's another scandal. And what, sh- what these articles of impeachment should list every fucking dumbass thing he's done. Including, tw- including tweet out, uh, uh, curses. Do you really no. want that from your fucking president? No. No. You want that from your fucking podcasters. <laughs> That's right. We are allowed to say these things because we we're are. not running a country. That's right. We're not NBC. You're nothing. I'm not going to start any sort of trade war by, you know, saying anything. Well, and if I did, then the thing I is, need a pay raise. The thing is, is, is <laughs> <laughs> what, what pisses me off the most, though, is, is the con, what he said previously when people say, well, you, well what, do, what do you say to the people who say that you don't act presidential? You don't speak like a president. He goes, well, when I become president, I'll, I'll be very, very presidential. Uh-huh. Was was the assurance that he would he would grow into the job? I'll be the most president. You won't believe how presidential I'll be. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and and I, the people who believed it. It's it comes always, down to this. I could, I could, I could. I do. I, I could see myself <sighs> sitting down and having lunch with with Barack Obama. I could. I could see myself sitting down having lunch with Bush. Yeah, because I think. That even Bush is capable of handling a reasonable conversation for half an hour mm-hmm. and not, you know, treating me like an idiot. Whereas if he sat down with Trump for five minutes. You just want to punch him in the face. Yeah. I I don't think I could handle I, Trump. I don't think I could be polite to him. I, I saw something. Now I'm, I'm not condoning Joe Rogan anyway, but I occasionally will pick up, <clears throat> watch little bits of his podcast. And Joe Rogan's suspect, as it is. But he had Pendulette down. And Pendulette is also suspect, but I like Pendulette. I mean, I, I admit to that. And they were talking about how when Pendulette was on Apprentice, and he was on Apprentice twice, because they called him back. And Trump's son pulled Penn aside, and he says, you know what? You're the only person who, it seems, actually likes my father. And Penn says, no, 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 no. He's fascinating, but I hate the man. <laughs> 
in the very pen kind of detached way. So that was very interesting. I mean, again, I'm not condoning or saying go out and listen to Joe Rogan because, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I always wondered if him and Teller were a couple. Penn and Teller? Yeah. Penn's got a family. Penn's got his own stuff going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, Penn's got a Penn's got a wife and kids, which oh. doesn't mean they're not a couple, but hmm. I've seen them live. It's a great show. I love that Penn and Teller fool us. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, well, okay, the, the British version was better than the American version. Is, you know, you just get a fucking bunch of get a bunch of magicians to show me some awesome shit and then end with a Penn and Teller bit. That's fucking amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I when I when I saw them live, it was it was fascinating because they intentionally tell you what they're do, doing. Well, though, but they did a PG show. Yeah. And they did it on purpose. Yeah. Because when they're out there doing a show, they want it to be an all-ages affair. They want kids to be able to come. And so Penn was not up there preaching atheism because he'll any other any other platform you give him, he'll start preaching atheism. No, he was just doing a show. And it was PG and it was awesome. And yeah, I mean. Well, they're pros, man. Though. How much? They are pros. How they're much? They're pros that have been doing it for a long time. How much? How much? I, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I remember I splurged and got close seats because I'm seeing magic. Mm. I want to be close. Yes. Yeah. And it was a small theater. And get this. At the end of the show, they walked out into the street and shook everybody's hand as we were walking out. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sure there were bodyguards like floating around in there. Still, that's gracious. But they were, they were right out there like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? So hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It was, a cool show. it was a cool show. If they're ever in town, I recommend it. I'd love to see it, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't and, have a very big town either, and they came, so... In other news, we Googled Kate Blanchett, and I found a picture here of a young Kate Blanchett with a shaved head. What? I must see During this. her punk, punk and goth phase. Okay, hold on, hold on. This is going to, like, turn me on. Or I, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I've always had a thing for short hair, and then you take Kate Blanchett, and you shave her head, and then you put her in, like, a short sleeve t-shirt, and you have her look at me. Okay, hold on. I'm not finding it. Kate Blanchett. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll, 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 I'll reply. I'll reply. Reply. There it is. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh styling, right? Styling. Woo! Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm like, like, I'm just on the Google Images page of Kate Blanche and scrolling up or down, there, there aren't any bad pictures of this person. No. No. Yeah. But here's the thing. I look at pictures of her when she was younger. I look at current pictures of her, and there's been some work on those cheeks. And it's fine. You know, no, you don't just, know that. We don't I, know that. I think so. I, th- no, I don't. So. I don't. Well, I don't know for sure. I, I'm not going to argue with it because why is Furiosa on here? What the heck? Anyway, oh, well, there may be more shaved head women. So, oh. okay. <laughs> actually, I once worked with a guy who met uh, Charlize Theron, and oh, yeah. and this was I think this was just after she became kind of famous with um, um, the Devil's Advocate. Mm, okay, and. Um, and apparently, she was just the nicest, sweetest, funniest, most genuine person you ever met. Hmm. Isn't that nice to hear? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many of them aren't. Yeah. Actually, what's interesting is, do you watch, do you, are you aware of the YouTube series Hot Ones? No. So basically, it's been going on for like 10 seasons now. They take, they started off with like C-tier celebrities, now they're up to like B, B-plus tier, tier celebrities, almost A-tier celebrities. Okay. They set them down in a series of... 10 increasingly spicy wings from oh. normal to kill you. Okay. And this, this do like an interview. And the guy doing the interviews is actually really good. He asks very interesting questions. Um, Charlize Theron did it. Oh. And she kicked ass. Mm. Um, 
the all-time king of it is probably Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did it like a couple weeks ago. And he was really, really good. But like this, this week was Noel Gallagher. Oh, wow. And once he stopped mumbling in the British way and I mm. could understand him, it was a brilliant interview. <laughs> so it's, it's a great show. It's, it's a simple concept. Take famous people, feed them very, very spicy wings and make them answer questions. <laughs> uh, but it works. <laughs> They actually got Gordon Gordon Ramsay on it last year. Oh wow, which was awesome. Kinda... He immediately ripped on the wings. He's like, "These are so dry. What the fuck are you feeding me?" <laughs> Good. That's Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> it was. If, was if he wasn't so. a dick, he wouldn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I brought you here for, Gordon. Stop being kind. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Hmm. That's your assignment. Find some hot ones. Watch a couple of those. Okay. They had Kay and Peel on a couple of seasons ago. Both of them. Actually, that was hilarious. We're, we're getting new Z Frank episodes. Yeah, what was the last one? It was that uh, that spider with like the big eyes and the little eyes. Yeah, but and, I thought uh, I thought there was another one since then. YouTube Prime Star Wars. Frank. He came back and then he went away for a while and then he came yes, back again. He did. Is it Frank one? True facts of the eye eye. True facts about going. The ogre face spider was put a Yeah, that's ago. the last one I saw. The yeah, bolus yeah. spider was six months ago. The mm. lemur was seven months ago. Lemur. 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 <laughs> His best one is still true facts about Gordon or Morgan Freeman, though. Really? Oh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, did you see no. that one? It's years old. No. Years. True facts about Morgan Freeman. It's been so long since I watched Teddy Has an Operation. <laughs> That's a great one. Teddy. Yes, this is the way he says Teddy. <laughs> old YouTube. All right. All right, that's enough of that. All right. Well, Alex will be back next week, and I'm sure he'll have words for us about all the awful things we said about his precious loot baby. He'll, he'll probably agree with us. He's very easygoing. He'll probably go, I, I get it. <laughs> no, yeah, Alex, he'll just say, I get it. Yeah, You're but then right. he'll be like, what are you playing right now? He's like, well, I'm playing it on like, mega difficulty and having a great time with it. So. Yeah. It comes down to how you play games. He lives with these games, and maybe it becomes awesome on a second or third playthrough, but I'm going to play this game once. And for the ones through right now, yeah. 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 But it's right cool. now, I'm actually kind of torn about going back to Ori and hoping for a better gun in Borderlands. See, you need to play Ori when you can dedicate time to it and knock it out in a couple of days straight. It, it, it deserves that kind of... And I don't even know if you actually can play the games that way. Well, t- tomorrow was Friday. But it, it's it, it's not a one-shot game, but I think I finished it in like three nights. Yeah, but you that's how you play. You you sit down and like, the rest of your evening is this shit. I, exactly. That's the one thing. It's what I do. I don't... I never change games in the middle of the night. Yeah. We'll see. Can't get my head around that. We'll see. But, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. For some reason, for some reason, just the call that, you know, like, maybe that next level will get you a fun skill. You know, it's actually, it calls to me, man. Maybe you'll yeah. actually get a Jacob's pistol that you want to use. <laughs> just because they look cool when they reload. Boom, 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 boom. No, it's because they hit like a truck. Anyway. Mm, yeah, I had a Jacob's sniper rifle that loaded like a pistol. Yeah. yeah. I just, <laughs> I love cool. the design of the Jacob's. They're all beautiful. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. We will see you in a week. With Alex. With Alex. Probably.